This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. You're listening to This Day in History, a podcast dedicated to examining history from a standpoint of determining which event on any given day had the greatest impact on our lives. Now your host, Tony Hubert and Armand Kachigian. Good afternoon, uh, history fans, depending on what time zone you're in. Uh, this is Armand Kachigian. I am without the services of my drudge, my pimple, my excrescence, Tony Hubert. Your pimple and excrescence. Yes, like that. my effluvium. I have another scullion made today. Hey, everybody. What's going on? This is Everett from uh, Surreal, Surreal Talk, Talk of, and yes. other such shows. I've Please. Been on, no, go ahead. Give us I've a little on, synergy. I've been on this uh, this day in history a time or two before. I yes, love this show. It's one of my favorite ones to listen to. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. When I do, this is this is one of the ones I listen to. And anyone that listens to this show knows when Tony asked me my favorite show, it's not Ocho Man. Let what me tell it? you that. Is, oh, it's not it's the Ocho? yours. That's oh, thanks, what, that's what it. That. You and Eric. You've been getting a lot of love, actually. Uh, I've seen lately on uh, you know the interweb. Somebody the other day. I don't know if it was. Facebook. I think it was TJ. Uh, TJ from South Carolina, I believe. Oh, sent you it. saw that? Yeah, he's a good guy. I, I sent him a thank you. He's very nice of him. That's nice. Yeah, I saw that. So yeah, I'm glad yeah. this show's working out. You guys. So are hello, TJ. To, starting to catch a little bit of a following as as you guys deserve. So oh, well, thank you very much. We uh, like uh, your surreal. We actually, you know, when we do have something that that uh, actually, Synergy, yeah, yeah and, well, anything that smacks of something occult or sure. arcane, we usually refer it. Consult Everett and Eric for uh, further details because we know that. you will expatiate on these things. <laughs> You're good at expatiating. We try. We try. Well, let's, uh, I guess usually Tony begins, but since I'm in charge today, we'll begin with 30 BCE, not BC. Uh, that's a common mistake he makes, being a racist and a he, homophobe. He calls it BC or BCE? He calls Sorry. it BC. Oh, well, yeah, before the common era, BCE. That's correct. So I guess you can go before Christ if you want, but. Uh, yes, but we don't. Uh, we don't uh, pander to any uh, yeah, organized religions. Isn't, isn't the, uh, you know, it's not the official thing going on in the world, so. What's I, that, Christianity? Yeah. It's, oh, no, we're outnumbered. I don't set my clock or calendar by it. Just saying. <laughs> we got to go back to the Julian calendar, too. Get that get that back. All right, 30 BCE, uh, Octavian goes to Egypt. Um, this is after the Battle of Actium, which was a naval battle, by the way. Interesting battle. Uh I don't think... Um, How did naval battles work back then? They didn't well, they have those, cannons or anything like no, that? No, no. There was more of a boarding thing, but they had the Greek fire. That sure. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. That's what they used. And they had ballistas so and uh, the archers. The lost, right? Of Greek Pardon fire? Me? Yeah, but, they don't know what that was made. But I think right. they think it might be naphtha, a uh, combination, I think, naphtha and you know anything will set that thing aflame. But yeah, yeah Greek fire. Um, watch uh, Ben-Hur, 1959, for a pretty good, accurate de- dis- uh, depiction. And I haven't seen that movie in 20 years. Uh, Did you see the new really one? Remember, no, I didn't, oh, I, I didn't bother with it. shit. I remember the, the, uh, the chariot races yes. quite well from Ben-Hur. That was, you know the part where he flips over? Yeah. That was actually not in the... That was not supposed to happen. Just it actually crashed, yeah, more because, or less? Yeah, it was Yakima Kanut, the guy who was the uh, stunt coordinator. Yeah. His son uh, was ri- ri- driving the chariot, and he said, hey, whatever you do... Drive it underhanded so your palms are up, sure. or you'll flip over. Well, he was using an overhand. He hit the bump, and over he went. But it looks so good. Yeah, you got to hold it. Like, you got to hold it with an underhand. Correct. Like, palms like, up, mm-hmm. or you'll flip over, and that's what happened. Right. So he should have really been killed. I mean, everybody's amazed he survived. Got lucky. And we're going to talk about the silent Ben Hur today too. By the way, that's kind of a segue or uh, foreshadowing. Interesting. Anyway, Octavian goes to uh, 
Egypt. Uh, Caesarian is there. He's already been proclaimed the, the new Ptolemy or the new uh, right. Pharaoh. And this is Caesar's son. He's like 16, 17 years old. Well, the hell with that. That's too many Caesars. So Octavian kills him. And Cleopatra tries to, uh, you know, uh, ply her wiles upon him. But uh, no yeah, go. She kills her too. Well, she kills, she herself, kills herself with yeah. an ass. But, you know, if that's, that's, that's the, the story. If you, if, yeah, if you watch the uh, play. Um, and Elizabeth Taylor Bites did a pretty right good over. job, you know, Cleopatra, which was even a bigger disaster yeah. for uh, 20th Century Fox. Um, let's see, what do we got here? What's this? Ludi Volcanalikai. Volcanalikai. Hmm. It's shit out of me. Well, that's Vulcan, yeah. Within the temple of precinct of Vulcan. I haven't looked at this yet, so I'm just going ad lib. You know, Tony, he prepares too much. I don't know. I, I appreciate extemporaneously. Like, that. like when we do our show, man, we we might go. Oh, on I know six, you seven, guys. You, know, you guys are in here two hours getting ready for it. Sometimes more. Right. So what are we talking about here? Uh, used by Augustus to mark the treaty with Parthia. Oh, those Parthians! What a pain in the ass they were. I think the next one on the list is pretty interesting, though. Yeah, uh, Battle of Carai. Uh, Legionary. Uh, yeah, Battle of Carai was a. That was. Uh, I believe that was the one where. Um, in 53 BCE, that was the one where, uh, oh hell, Crassus, he he tried to take him on, and he and he was defeated, and they made him, they poured molten gold down his throat. Ah, uh, bummer. That's what those parties. They did parties, something similar to that crap. in uh, Game of Thrones. You ever watched that yet? Yeah, and, and the more I more I hear, I don't watch it, but the more I hear about it, they've stolen a lot of things from. Oh yeah, it's you know, completely spearing based the horses on history. and yeah, stuff like yeah. That any, was I watched some interviews with George R. R. Martin. He'll go into the historical events that he. he Oh, oh, at least what's based on. Oh, well, at oh least, yeah, yeah. All right, well, at least he gives you know oh, yeah. citations. He, he's he's a real good nerd for that sort of thing. Who's this? George R. R. Martin, the author. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. Well, good for George R. R. As opposed to T. R. R. Was it J. R. R. Tolkien? J. R. R. Tolkien. Yeah. Jo- uh, John Ronald Rule Tolkien. Name. Yeah, good name. I don't like his books either. Mount Vesuvius begins stirring. Uh oh, on the feast of feast day of Vulcan in seventy nine A. D. Well, that's. Yeah, did you ever? Have see you guys the, ever done a show on uh, on Pompeii? Yeah, or? Pompey and uh, her Pompeii and Herculaneum, and what's the other one? Uh, Stabii. Not, that, we that, have not. That Stabii supposedly is a place where they're really preserved real well because they just got caught in the ash before anybody. Could, I mean, there's people kissing. You know, they're embraced. No, they I caught them right at the. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I wonder how you can quickly like during a kiss enough where you can get that was it. The ashes now nah, they're smothered wow. like nothing. Yep. So Have you seen the movie Pompeii, the newer one with Chris? Or, uh, yes, I'm name? sorry to say, with I saw Kiefer it. Sutherland. Yeah, horrible! What a turd! And his and his acting, I don't know what he thought he was portraying there. I don't know, dude. He's not Jack Bauer. Yeah, that's the problem. He's Jack Bauer at everything. Now. He's not even Posey uh, as Dad did in the Dirty Dozen, which was great. Yeah, his very pretty Colonel. Very pretty. They're both Can they good fight? actors, but he's had a horrible couple of years, Kiefer. He's been a drunk lately, though. From oh, has he got a pro- has he got a little problem? A drinking problem. Okay, I, I, I still can't get the picture of his dad's ass out of my head from, from Animal, Animal House. Animal House yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. You know, get yourself a longer sweater, will you? Right. Uh, anyway, what do we got here? A gothic king, Radagaius, is executed. Well, that's fine. After he is defeated by Roman... Ju- oh, Stilicho. Oh, I like, I like Stilicho. Now, he didn't have long to go either. Uh, Stilicho and 12,000 barbarians incorporated into the Roman army or sold as slaves. Stilicho, I believe, was a barbarian himself. I'm not sure what he was, an Ostrogoth. Know, or, uh, but he was, uh, he was Honorius. Honorius was the uh, emperor, and he was at Ravenna because they moved it from uh, Rome. Hmm. And this Stilicho was a pretty, he was, he was a good, that's what he did. You know, he'd beat you, but he wouldn't you know, cut your heads off. And he'd take you in and, and use them as 
the barbarians use them in the army. All right, that's a Rome. good thing to do. I mean, yeah. that's, that's kind of like what uh, Alexander did whenever he... But as always, Honorius got a little jealous because this guy's more popular than he is, had him executed, and that's that was pretty much the end of the Western Empire a few years later. Uh, what do we got next? Oh, oh 476, Ode- Odoacer, chieftain of Germanic tribes. I've always thought of him as an Ostrogoth, so I, that's, that's what I've always... Sacked Rome. Uh, proclaimed Rex Italiae, King of Italy by his troops. That was after he, he actually uh, sacked Rome, but he, you know, he wasn't as bad. Well, he was he wasn't he was better than the Vandals, but he wasn't as bad as uh, Tertullian. Uh, the uh, there were three main sacks of Rome. Yeah, I don't know. The Ostrogoths, the Visigoths, and the Vandals. He was like the middle, you know. Sure. He, he sacked the hell out of it, but it wasn't as bad as. Uh, well, he realized he had to. He probably wanted to use it afterwards. Yeah, so. yeah, there, yeah. Well, there's no point in that, right? You know. Like again, to bring up Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. There's a you know the, the storyline of whether or not a person is okay ruling the ashes after it's over, or they would rather not take it to ashes and rule you know that way. Well, what would you? There's do? a character I would rather not have ashes to rule over, but there's a character in there who's perfectly fine with ruling over what's left. Well, you know what I would do. I'd no, kill I, all the men and put all the women in my harem. Well, I mean, all the good-looking women. That makes sense. Yeah, I do that too. I guess. Okay. Yeah. See, <laughs> you're one of us. You're invited one on the show of anytime. Us. See now, Tony. He has this. He has this uh, disgusting uh, morality that ah, just well, pervades the show. My humor, my humor streak, <laughs> goes over my morality anytime. Right. I prefer joking more than anything. Good. I, I prefer uh, lost and and gluttony. I was not aware of that. Uh, no, I was totally aware of that. Oh yeah, all your listeners are too <laughs> yeah. from our uh, dream seats from our dream show. That was a fun one. Uh, by the way, we're going to come up with it. I'm going to ask your opinion on some. Let's let's move ahead. Some sure, of these sure. are not quite. Uh, uh, 1305 is a good one. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, this is great. Now you know. I mean, everybody knows about Sir William Wallace. Right. So Sir Brave William Wallace. Wallace. This Go is ahead. the day that he was executed for high treason at Smithfield in London, which everybody knows from the movie, drawn and quartered, disemboweled. Now, how, I don't remember. Was it really graphic? Because I mean, they in the movie, they burned his bowels in front of him. He was still alive. Yeah, I know they that. didn't. They didn't actually show too much of oh, okay. like the actual gore. It was more cutting reactionary. his balls off. And yeah, there was more reactionary shots than anything to make you see. <laughs> he did some good acting, like he was actually being you know gutted. Yeah, I can imagine the director. Now your now your balls are being torn off, Mel. Yeah. Well, I guess he directed himself, so I guess. Good point. That's a good yeah, point. Yeah, so I don't know how that. It all. ends with the uh, freedom, <laughs> and then the king Stirring. dies. Yeah, Ocho great. Man's favorite movie. Is it really? It's a good flick, but I mean, I don't know what favorite. Yeah, I don't, I don't it's like so blue faced, man. Oh yeah, but this I like guess it was the Battle of Falkirk, right? The, he, that was his big right. defeat. Like, and I well, think he, kilts, he, for instance, weren't even around for a couple hundred more years after. Oh, that's right. They weren't kilts in the yeah. movie? Yeah, yeah, they weren't, no. Uh, I think he fled to France, didn't he? Was sure, that in the I movie? Because he ran away. Movie, no. Yeah, I mean, and then I think the French gave him back. <laughs> no thanks. Did he use the line because he says, I, I could not be a traitor to Edward because I am not his subject? Um, Which has got a good point there. It's a good, it's a good line. <laughs> but it didn't hold much sway with the uh, tribunals of the day. That's all right. Like like I said, in Life of Brian, you know, draw a quarter and hang, draw and quarter him. First offense. Yeah, I mean to paraphrase, it's, it's petty treason. I mean, not, yeah, not it's real not a treason. big deal. It's, he's Scottish. I mean, what's he gonna do? I don't know. That's yeah. what Scotsmen do. Yeah. They throw the caber, or they toss the caber, and they uh, revolt. It's fun to toss the caber. Can you do it? No, I wish oh, I could I'm make that say you, you got to be strong. I might to be do able that. to do that. I don't know that thing. I don't know how much that thing weighs. That is a big. I'd like to try it. I think I those can do it. Highland games guy. or whatever. Yeah, yeah the Highlanders tossing the cable. Oh, let's talk about the Highlanders for some Scottish stuff. We'll get to that later. All right. Uh, <laughs> the Christian II of Denmark is deposed. Fifteen twenty one. Who cares? French explorer Jacques Cartier lands near Quebec City in his third voyage to Canada in fifteen forty one. 
Not a huge uh, deal, but you know, Cartier yeah, did a lot of neat it's stuff. Still, uh, no, it's Lake Champlain. I'm thinking of. I guess Cartier. Cartier, of course, was sort of French, and I guess he claimed all this stuff Lake for Champlain. them. Is that where they have that monster? The like, like Champy, I think they call it, Lake Champlain monster. There is like one a, in there, isn't there? Yeah, it's like Loch Ness monster. Right, it's supposed to be the yeah. one of the same same uh, genus and species. <laughs> Doubtful. Yeah. You <laughs> have to do a DNA Maybe test. they're connected by a tube between those two. got to swim 4,000 miles underground. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's some umbilicus or something between Could them. Could be. Bieldenstrom reaches Amsterdam in 1566. Now, I'd be lying if I knew what the uh, significance of that is. I don't know. Wikipedia thinks everything's significant. Yeah, what the hell they put in here? I guess it's significant to somebody. Now, this is significant, though. 1572, St. Bartholomew's Day Massacre. These are Huguenots. They're <laughs> yeah. Protestant French. Uh, I believe it's Henry of Navarre, the guy who's famous for saying uh, Par- all Paris is worth a mass. So this guy was pretty hmm. practical too, because he, you know, he to take the throne, he uh, converted, but not before he killed about. I, I've I've read uh, varying from two thousand, like seventy thousand people were killed. Christ. Yeah, they they uh, they went a little mad with these guys. What the Huguenots. Uh, what was Saint Bartholomew? Bartholomew the Saint of any idea? Ooh, well we can look it up. Nah, I was just curious uh-huh. if you knew. We can have it for tomorrow. Uh, grave diggers. I mean, what do you think? <laughs> After that, uh, maybe. Grave robbers uh, and highwaymen. Uh, French Wars of Religion. We just went over that. That was 1572. Long Turkish War. Good. Kill the Turks. Uh, <laughs> that's 1595. <laughs> Battle of... Boy, you got a hell of a lot of things on here. Battle of Gifu Castle. That's got him. Eastern forces of Tokugawa Yasu, which is Japanese, def- defeat the Western Japanese clans. Loyal to Toyotomi Hideyori, leading to destruction. He did a pretty good pronunciation there. Yeah, I know. Toyotomi Hideyori. I'm a little funny. Now, 1628, though, I I, I do like this one. George Villiers, I don't know if you know this guy, the Duke of Buckingham. Uh -uh. He was one of James I's favorites. You know what I mean? Sure. His favorites. Yeah, yeah, they played swords. Yeah, I think that, yeah, there's an <laughs> so LGBT connotation there, yeah, right? So to speak. They did a little f- skin fencing. Right, right. Okay, yeah, that's what happened. Skin fencing. So, yeah, like uh, favorite with a U, because this is British. Uh, this guy was not popular. He, 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 first they made him like a general, and then they made him an admiral, and he, he screwed up everything. I mean, the guy was terrible. Sure. So he wasn't a real popular dude. It was dude. a not-what-you-know-who-you-know type of situation. Exactly. Right, yeah. So favoritism really played a part in his military exploits. So he, you know, he got a lot of people killed. So it goes without saying this John Felton who assassinated him with a dagger. You know, they did hang him. But, like, when they put him up, everybody's cheering him. Sure. Yeah, he's like a hero of the people. They gave him the velvet rope for the neck. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I, I hope this don't hurt. Snap. <laughs> yeah, he didn't get to, you know, they didn't throw things. I think they threw flowers yeah. at him. No so. tomatoes for this guy. No, no. He was very popular because everybody hated George Villiers. Uh, if you've Somebody read, had to do it. Have you ever read um, Three Musketeers? No, not the actual book by Dumas. Yeah, yeah. No. That's This was depicted in No, I saw the Keeper Sutherland movie. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> another no, another bad. No, the '73 version was good, and 1948 version we're going to talk about because we have a birthday. What did you think of the Man in the Iron Mask? I didn't see it. Oh, you didn't see that? But I like the book. I read the good. book. It was pretty good. No, I've now, Leonardo DiCaprio. Have you seen the old one, 1939, with Louis Hayward? I have not. Another one of our LGBT friends. Yeah, he was the Man in the Iron Mask. Interesting. Um, yeah, it was obviously a remake. I've is read that the whole... based on a true story? People actually thought Louis the Fourteenth no, had a. No. Okay. He made that up, but I mean, the Three Musketeers. There are like the the Siege of New Rochelle. Sure, that was the French fighting that, which was interesting. But it was another bad bad choice. Villiers, Duke of Buckingham, helps um, um, Cardinal Richelieu fight the Huguenots at La Rochelle. Well, 
England's Protestant, so that didn't make him any friends in England. They're killing Protestants. So anyway, that was this guy's a real fuck up. I don't know. Good, he, he got he got stabbed many times. Although nothing, nothing like a good necessary assassination. I'm not sure how many times he got stabbed, but the the record on this show we always cite it when we have a stabbing assassination. If you have the stat, that is yes, David Rizzio, 57 times. Uh, that was uh, Queen um, uh, Mary, Queen of Scots. Her quote secretary, right? Yeah, one Who's of her, him? another one of her favorites, uh, the Earl of Bothwell, and a bunch of his buddies. Oh, uh, multiple Scotsmen. Doing it? Yeah, oh yeah, multiple. Yeah, stabs. So it take a while to do that many stabs. You'd have to take a break. No, after these 15, guys, 20. swords, daggers, the whole deal. They they oh, just man, cut him, nice. cut him to pieces. Uh, George Monk of the English Army forms Monk's Regiment of Foot, which will later become the Coldstream Guards. I'll be damned. Now you know we were talking about this Monk the other day. This guy actually arranged the first uh, actual uh, organized boxing match. This George Monk, and and he like, did he did the right. Not you know just a prize fight. No, no, like he an got actual with boxing gloves. And he got his no, no boxing gloves, bare knuckle, bare knuckle but, but still you know, arranged with the basic rules. He sure, sure. You know, no kicking and gouging. And it was basically, I think it was his butcher and uh, his butler. And I don't remember <laughs> who won. I'd say the but- butcher probably had a probably better shot. Huh? Like who can I throw in the yeah, ring? Right, Which Sam is, the butcher, and we and love Dave that. The butler. That's just another, uh, uh, you know, just aristocracy mm-hmm. making making the uh, plebeians fight it out. Uh, let's do some birthdays today. Uh, I've got a few here. Do you, do you have that or do I? Yeah, just... we got some birthdays here. It's on okay, page. I have my uh, list three. of who I want to talk about. But uh, all right, here we go. Joe Guangzhou, Korean philosopher. Ah, Joe Guangzhou. Gotten, that's, I don't know him. It's a novel pronunciation, but uh, we don't know. Sig- Sigismund von Herberstein. Slovenian historian and diplomat. Yeah, these first couple people are here, I have no clue. I, I'm going to skip around a little bit here. Me too. Stanislaw Lubinieki. <laughs> wow. What you found really? Say that three times fast. Hey, I like Henry Avery, though. I, I, I've seen every and Avery. Now, this guy's a pirate. Uh, he was uh, out of Madagascar. Have you ever seen the movie um, uh, Against All Flags with Errol Flynn and uh, Maureen O'Hara? They're the Madagascar pirates. They, they what they did was they always got all these ships coming and going from India. So it was a great place to be. Yeah, that's a nice trade route. Oh yeah, they got because you got to go around the Horn of Africa. Exactly. And, right. So yeah, that's that. This guy was the head of those pirates. Uh, Abraham Yates, don't know him. Uh, Louis the Sixteenth, seventeen fifty four. This guy, of course, didn't last too long. No. Had a had a kind of a queer uh, uh, fascination with locks. Always wanted to be a locksmith. Locks are cool. Have you ever wanted to pick a lock? Yeah, but if you've ever watched Twenty Four, you do want to pick a lock. Oh, okay, I mean, because well, Jack he can pick a lock in like three seconds. That's a great. It's a great skill. Yeah, that's a great skill to have. Uh, he may have been descended of this guy. He was played by Robert Morley and uh, Marie Antoinette, hmm. kind of dough faced and uh, kind of played him as a, a a loser. But he really wasn't. He wasn't a bad king. Um, and uh, Louis the Fifteenth was his grandfather. His father died of tuberculosis. Um, and uh, Louis the Fifteenth, uh, who was who was his, Madame de Pompadour? Yeah, beats me. Couldn't man. stand this guy. They hated each other. And Marie Antoinette. By Madame the way. Pompadour. I guess that's where the uh, term comes from, huh? Yeah, the, the haircut, mm-hmm. the Pompadour. Uh, but Oliver Hazard Perry. Uh, I think this is the guy. 1785. He was born. This is a guy. The Battle of Lake Champ, Lake Erie, right? That was Perry, right? Yeah, again, I don't know. He's a guy that you said... You are far, far beyond me in terms of historical knowledge. He's a guy that said, we have met the enemy, and they are ours. <laughs> As opposed to what Pogo said. Remember that? No, cartoon? Uh, again, no. We've met the enemy, and they are us. Oh. <laughs> so that's... Yes, that was... Uh, 
Uh, Moritz Cantor, German mathematician. I don't know what he's done, but uh, he was born in uh, 1829. I'm back to Gifu Castle. I'm on the wrong page. Dude, I went all the way down this list. Jesus Christ. And the first person I recognized was 1912. Okay, go. Let's go to Gene him. Kelly. Oh yeah, I was. Well, I want to talk about him. I don't see there's any Edgar Lee Masters, 1868. Uh, he wrote uh, uh, Edgar Lee Masters. What have Winesburg, Ohio? I believe that's the book I read by him. Wow. Not bad. It's it's a it's a that was his hometown, and he wrote about these various characters. Not a bad book. Check it out. Um, Harry Frank Guggenheim. I would assume. Okay, yeah. Guggenheim should, Museum. I'm not sure, who, but I'm not sure. He co-founded Newsday in 19. 19- Did he really? Okay. Yeah. Wow. I didn't, I didn't know that. But let's get to Gene Kelly. Uh, I guess is he. Uh, you seen any of his movies? Singing I mean, in the rain. I mean. Okay, so you are kind of. You do have a gay aspect to yourself, right? I mean, I does your never, wife know about this? I've never touched a, a peen, but I have nothing <laughs> against it. I just never seen the one I wanted to touch. All right. I know. I. I don't. It's not an attractive body part to me. I like mine. Oh, mine's I beautiful. touch it a lot. Mine's beautiful. Yeah. Anyway, Gene Kelly. On. Did you know when he did speak? <laughs> by the way, be bringing in singing in the rain. Uh, when he did the singing in the rain thing, you know, first of all, they the, the water didn't show, so they had to put some milk in it. That's why you can actually see it. Really? Uh huh. And then um, uh, they had a, they had some kind of problem because Hollywood there wasn't enough water. They didn't have enough water pressure, uh, so they had sense. to do it at night. I think because they weren't Less getting enough water. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't build their own you know water tower for that. Yeah. I think maybe they did eventually. You'd think MGM would have one. They've got a whole city there. Uh, and he had 103 fever. He was really sick the day he did that. He didn't. I think he, he did. Like, a, he did a pretty good job. Right? Yeah. What I don't get if they had, if they put milk in it, how come? Like, did they they showed the ground because they had to show his feet? Didn't did it not look like it was well just enough milky? to make it you know visible? Just it was very, yeah, very little. You know, it's not just know, enough like, for the light to reflect right, off of. Right. Right. So it didn't puddle up and everything. Um, Milk being a colloid, you know that, of course. Right, right, right. Uh, and uh, let's see what else we want. Oh, you know, you know, he was in a, his major was economics at University of Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. I was not aware of that. Yeah, he's a smart guy. Uh, he and his brother were a dancing team. I think they did some vaudeville. And he always said that uh, Fred Astaire is for the aristocracy, and I represent the proletariat. How do they feel about uh, Jimmy Durante? Jimmy Durante? Uh, I, don't know. <laughs> I always, I always put those guys in the same. For whatever reason, well, they're both the MGM. I got a problem with Jimmy Durante. He uh, he ruined he ruined uh, Buster Keaton's career, but uh, Tony Martin, who was Sid Charisse's uh, husband, and he was pretty famous. Remember uh, Marx Brothers, a big store? Yeah, the guy singing Tenement Symphony. I mean, terrible I, actor, good singer. I know of it, but uh, anyway, his, he was married to Sid Charisse, and um, he always knew. He said, "I knew if Sid Charisse was came home with bruises all over, she had been dancing with Gene Kelly. If she came home and she her skin was clean, she'd been with Fred Astaire." Huh. Which he had is some in, heavy paws, huh? With well, he he. I mean, his dances were like you know, wrestling. I mean, you can see the difference. He's not gliding around like Fred Astaire and Ginger. You right, know, he's like one feathers inch, flying. Three, he's four, tossing and one, people and around. And three and four. Oh, by the way, there's an interesting story about Sid Charisse when you talk about uh, singing in the rain. Mm-hmm. She's the gal that you know. She's the guys, the gangsters mall in that protracted scene. She's in the green dress. Been too long. Well, they, they actually shot this whole big, long dance scene, and they had to reshoot it. You know why? You could see her pubic hair through the, through the dress. No shit? Yeah. Wow. I'm so to that was Sid the, uh, the director's <laughs> I, don't know, I Yeah, I don't know if they have any copy. Let's see the DVD version for the extended. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I mean extended. Uh, let's <laughs> see. Kenneth Arrow. Oh, I hate this son of a bitch. 1921. I didn't even see him on the list. This guy is an economist. He wrote a paper, which I've read. I dare you to make any sense of it. But this basically is the beginning of Medicare. And what Kenneth Arrow said was, and, and this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard, you can never get 
you could never get what he would call basic economic forces in medicine because a doctor always knows more than you do. Mm-hmm. And what he called it was uneven knowledge. I think he had a different name for it. But I'm thinking to myself, well, when you go to a used car lot, he's got uneven knowledge too. And he knows that the car has got sawdust in the engine or, right, right. you know, so how, I don't know. But that anyway, this claim, which was written like this paper in 1963, influenced LBJ and a lot of these other economists to, for Medicare. That, this is the whole premise of Medicare. This Kenneth Arrow's I spurious like argument. It's one of the few social services that I don't mind. Yeah, but it's going to go broke. That's the problem. Well, they are all going to go broke. I mean, that's true. But this guy, he just died a couple months ago, 2017. Yeah. Too many people taken out, not enough people putting in. Yeah. There you go. That's the problem, which is known as a Ponzi scheme. Every everywhere except government. <laughs> uh, let me see. <laughs> that's We're, great. All right. Now let's see. Oh, Keith Moon. Yeah, that's What's the next this? one I had too. Oh, did you? Okay. You know any stories about Keith Moon? Other than the fact that he was completely crazy, that's that's all I know about. I, well, I love the Who. I, I I I'm not a big fan of like you know. I haven't researched the band so much. Yeah. I just listened to a bunch of their music. They're not one of the bands I really dev deep. Yeah, one of my favorite stories are they? Oh yeah, they're well, my give me some. If not, drop some Keith well, Moon on me. Well, Keith. Well, Keith Moon's 21st birthday is a stuff that uh, you know uh, that uh, all the, all these Hollywood guy. I mean, uh, these uh, rock stars tearing the shit out of hotels. Uh-huh. It all began with this, basically. It's his 21st birthday. They did a concert in Flint, Michigan. After the concert, it's over around 10. Everybody goes back to the hotel, all the gang, you know. Right. They, you can imagine what's going on. Well, the cops show up. Keith tries to get away, jumps in somebody's Lincoln, not his, puts it in reverse or whatever, drives it right into the swimming pool. Yeah. They get him out of there. He starts running again to get the hell away. Nice. Now, there's all kinds of cake all over the place because they had this big cake for his birthday with a girl jumping out of it. He slips on the cake, knocks his teeth out, uh, and apparently there was a dentist there that helped him out and said he didn't even need a Novocaine. I, you know, that's he how, was just that messed yeah, up. Yeah, he was that screwed up, yeah. And they just, and, and the, you know, the Who, they were noted for it. Keith liked to throw cherry bombs down uh, toilets. So <laughs> everywhere they went, that's, that's where funny. that originated. So anyway, these guys are banned from Flint, Michigan for life, the Who, and Holiday Inn for life. Really? I mean, you yeah. think they'd let him back in by now? Nope, well, never did. Dead, but yeah, no. I, I think it's still. I think it still hangs over them. The rest of the guys. But this is the beginning of uh, you know. Now these guys. That's why they bring an accountant with them, and they have to put these huge deposits on hotel rooms and all this because they just trash the room. And uh, apparently there was. That, I don't think it was that night, but it was a night, different night where they're playing music, and the hotel manager comes up because you guys making too much noise, and Keith goes, "Hold on a second. Goes in the bathroom, drops a stick of dynamite. In the toilet, says, "Wait!" Comes back out, boom! Blows up the blows up the whole bathroom. Says, "Now that's noise." <laughs> you know, that's and, the kind of guy uh, he was. I'll send you a check. Yeah, whatever. Take care of it. So yeah. now they have accountants, and uh, you know that. But that was his twenty-first birthday, which would have been what sixty-seven. Yep, sixty-seven. Yeah. And Next he, one I see is, uh, and he died. He was trying taking those diet pills, and the doctor didn't know what kind of guy he was, so he gives him a hundred. Sure, and he, and he fucking says, ate them all more or less. One. If you absolutely need it, no more than three a day, absolutely not. He took 32, oh, killed him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Next one I saw on the list looked interesting was Shelley Long. Oh, yeah, she's supposed to be a real bitch. Really? Nobody in Hollywood wants to work. At least it was. She Nobody was wanted cheers, to work right? with her. That's, that's Shelley Long I'm thinking of? Cheers, yeah. Right. Apparently, the money pit. Yeah, I've heard, well, I've read several places that nobody likes working with her. Really? Well, I, I guess that explains some shit. You didn't see a lot of her after the 80s. Yeah. She made that real lousy movie where she was like uh, in, in charge of a Girl Scout camp or True whatever. Beverly Hills. Yeah. I liked that movie. Yeah. It, had, it had Craig T. Nelson in it. 
Yeah, I guess it wasn't that she was bad. The, he was the yeah. ex-husband. It but wasn't I, bad. I like the Money Pit. I thought oh, that the Money was Pit is a classic, dude. There's so many good parts yeah. of that movie. We have weak trees. <laughs> that right, right, yeah. Prostate trouble. <laughs> you know what I mean? Up. There's all kinds of really great lines. Whenever the bathtub falls through, yeah, right. That laughing sequence. Yeah. I'm yeah. in the floor or in the chair or floor behind the chair <laughs> of the dead. In the floor. I'm right here. I like the one uh, where Plus. where her ex boyfriend comes and the guy goes paint. Max. Don't dipple. It was that's a great line. Yeah, that's funny movie. Yeah, Real funny great. movie. Oh, you want to talk about this money? I was. I want to talk about his sex. That guy died. You know, he died young. He that guy has an interesting life story. Oh, really? He was uh, in What's the movie name? Die Hard. I don't know his real name, but did you know he was a um, a Russian ballet dancer? Yeah, yeah. Defected. You can see by his body, he's got right. that. You know, he's got a dancer's physique, right. Yeah, yeah. But he, yeah, he was a defector. Okay, yeah. That, I thought that was quite what interesting. What that guy's name? Boris something? I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, but he's, I, I liked him, man. He was, yeah, he was good, great and diehard. He was hard. good badass. Yeah. But there's a paint. Don't dipple. <laughs> this is good stuff, man. Great. What are they doing here? Testing rockets. <laughs> Lovely movie. All right, who Let's else we got? Uh, uh, Rick Springfield, he did Jesse's Girl. That's all oh, I know yeah. about him. Good I song. Good song. Yeah, I think he's a one-hitter, right? Yeah, pretty much. All right, let's get back to the... Uh, I think that's all I got, too. Keith Moon, you, know, you can't. It's tough to... You know. Running through the list. River Phoenix was born this day, 1970. Oh, that didn't. Yeah, now he died. Uh, 1993. He died at the Viper Room, Viper which was Room, uh, yeah. Johnny Depp's, Depp's place, club, right? Yeah. Overdose, of course, right? Yeah, always is. He he did a couple good movies. Uh, Stand By Me is the one I remember. What Stand else By Me, he was in uh, Indiana Jones 3. He played young Indy. Oh, really? Yeah, he was okay. the kid that found the cross of Coronado and took it back to the dad, and then they came and took it back. Was that the one with Sean Connery? That's the one with Sean Connery. Wow, the very I've beginning seen of it. A long time. It, uh, it starts, I believe, in 1913 in Utah. They're out in the desert looking around. They come across a cave, and he comes across this band who find the Cross of Coronado, and he steals it from him because it should be in a museum. When he's a kid. Right. Okay. And it, it's, it's supposed to be his backstory why he's such a hardcore right. religious. Did they call him Indy or Henry? Or, or I guess his they... nickname was Indy, but his dad at the beginning of the movie was like, the dog's name is right. Indy. Right. He's his Henry, right? Henry Jones Jr. Henry Jones Jr. Which is weird because there was Indiana Jones Jr. Like a TV show, and it was already Indiana Jones was Junior, so I don't. Know. But he was named after the dog, right? Is right. That uh, da, 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 where where yes, are we? we? Uh, Lunar Orbiter, nineteen sixty-six. Lunar Orbiter one takes the first or- photograph of Earth from orbit around them. The moon. Have you done a show on uh, flat Earth? Are there still a lot oh, of flat Earth? Yeah, we've did two shows on. What's flat the Earth? deal with these people? Think, dude, I don't know. And we had a guy on our group, um, on our Facebook group, the other day was so hardcore flat Earth. He was tell- he just went off on anybody who was stupid enough to believe NASA and, and the lies. <laughs> well, I don't believe NASA and the lie, but that one I'm going to give him a break how on. Could you even, how could you? St- I, yeah, there's like, a picture. Think about the uh, mechanics of an eclipse. That doesn't work with a flat Earth, pal. That's correct. Yeah, right. So not only that, I mean, yeah, that's tidal forcing and all that stuff. I mean, uh, that's why it has to be a sphere. I mean, that's one physical law I, I don't think you can breach. Yeah, and, and, and again, if it's a conspiracy to keep it, People think make people think it's why? Ground. Why? Yeah. Who gains? See, because that's what I say about global warming. When you pay people to say something, they're going to say it. That's right. that's because people profit from that. Well, I totally so anyway, agree. That's my problem with that. But yeah, I don't see anybody key bono from uh, you know nope. from flat Earth. But anyway, uh, what else we got? Organized organized in 1970 by Mexican American labor union. Oh, Cesar Chavez. Yeah, salad bowl strike. Right. And and you know, interestingly enough, this strike was more or less against. Uh, you know, illegal aliens. Was it? Oh, yeah. Chavez, he was out for his farm workers, and they were not illegals. So that's a misnomer. I don't know if they really use him as a symbol, but this guy was totally anti-illegal immigration because it drove, the, you know, the people that are his pickers and in his union, it drove their wages to nothing. 
That makes sense. Obviously, yeah. So yeah. he's a he's a real hero. And uh, you know, there's a Cesar Chavez Avenue in L.A. It's a big thoroughfare. I was not aware of that. Either. Yes, East L.A. Only been to L.A. twice. So. Oh well, go back. Well, yeah, I but mean, don't stay there. What reasons Taxes do I have right you. now to go out there? Is the thing. I mean, I could go out there and visit. But what the fuck's in L.A.? Well, I got a chick out there. Well, I mean, that's cool, but I don't. <laughs> well, I'll give you her number. No, I'm good. I'm good. She's, she's, I won't tell your wife. Hey, uh, let's see. Uh, I'm just not into Sharon. <laughs> her name ain't Sharon. Oh. Lebanese phalange, phalangist leader. Oh, phalange. I'll bet you. He led the fingers? Well, that phalanges. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think that's not spelled that way. No, no. But it's a nice quip. Uh, leader Bashir Jamal is elected president. Ah, they blew him away, remember? No, I do not. Yeah, they, they assassinated him. Shot him, A few years hence. Uh, that was 82, 1985. Hans Tiege, top counter spy of West Germany. Oh, wow. Defects to East Germany. Now, you guys ought to have a show on the Venona. Uh, do you tell? Yeah. Well, Ven- Project Venona uh, is uh, the FBI, uh, this, this record they kept of these spies. Sure. And guys like, uh, well, Harry Hopkins and uh, obviously uh, Whitaker Chambers and Alger Hiss. These guys are all... What, See, what? I don't know that we can do another spy show. We did one on E. Howard Hunt. You know who that well, is? They're all commie spies. Well, it, it, the problem yeah. is just nobody was interested in it. Oh, okay. It was just, I guess, too historical and just... At that point, it's no longer a conspiracy we're talking much about. It's just a historical fact. Yeah. They shit on it. Okay. I mm-hmm. thought it was interesting, but nobody... E. Howard Hunt, Spymaster, it was a shit... People just shit all over that show. Well, they've got... There's some good books. You know, uh... The Venona Record, I believe it's called. There's I'll check several into it. it sounds interesting. Yeah, and then there's another one, uh, uh, Black Blacklisted by History. It's about Joseph McCarthy, and it basically tells you about how most of what he said, even though it's bombastic and a right. little bit self-congratulatory, uh, uh, and uh, demagoguery was pretty much true. State Department had all kinds of commies in there, which I think we I think we glossed over it. Uh, 1939, it's not on here, uh, because this is the day the uh, Ribbentrop-Molotov uh, Pact was signed. No, no. Germans and the Russians, which made a lot of our commies, you know, kind of, uh, uh, they they decided to recant. Oh, here it is. Yeah, like, 1939. Become what? Capitalists? Well, no, but <laughs> at least not communists. But yeah, their their admiration for Russia kind of dissipated. Mother Russia is not as good as we thought, I guess. Mm, it's not, no that, good. not that great. Uh, uh, anyway, this is 1939. It was a 10-year pact. lasted about uh, 22 months. Well, you know, but and, uh, nothing. And they were basically both kind of like... Uh, Stalin had the same idea, actually. He was like, when, when do I stab this guy in the back? Uh, but uh, he wasn't as prepared as Hitler, although Hitler wasn't prepared either. Um, so we're going a little out of order here. That was 1939, but that was a big deal. Uh, let's see here. Skeletal remains. Oh, they found them. Okay, skeletal remains of Russia's last royal family... The, 2007. The, uh, what were they called? Romanovs. Romanovs, yeah. yeah. Alexei Nikol- Nikolaevich Tsarevich of Russia and his sister, Grand Duchess Anastasia. You know, for a while there. They didn't, yeah. They, a lot of women were walking. Or, yeah, yeah, I'm the Grand Duchess. Yeah, well, so am I. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, give, me, yeah. give me the uh, crown jewels and I'll be the Grand Duchess. My sister's middle-in-law. I'll wear a wig. My, my uh, sister-in-law's middle name is Anastasia. Oh, just good just name. Good. Now, um, Ingrid Bergman won the Academy Award for playing Anastasia in 1956. Interesting. Uh, so, and she wasn't either. She wasn't Anastasia. Discovered near Yekaterinburg, Russia. That's where they sent him down in the in the basement. Right, shot him. They'll be okay. Just line up like that's fucked up. Take dude. your picture. 
That's, where, that's the way revolution usually goes, though. Yeah. Well, they, hell, they all they do is scratch the kid. Game of Thrones. He had hemophilia. Same thing happened. I guess he pulled probably that exact same thing. Whenever they they did the big revolution. Yeah. They killed the entire family, and they had they snuck out the a daughter and a son at the very end of it. Snuck them out, took them across the sea so they could be born. And now all the way come back around, one of the two children that were snuck out has come back to take over the you know the main continent. Hmm. So well, it's nice very similar to the, yeah. it's very similar to that. That's why they wipe the everybody out. Yeah, the only thing left from the Romanovs that you know wasn't destroyed was uh, Rasputin's dick. That was pickled and kept. It's still somewhere. They've got it. I wonder how much that would cost to buy. If it's by the inch, you can't afford it because <laughs> that's big, huh? oh yeah yeah. Well, like he's the Mad Monk. Wow. Yeah, actually, read some wow. things about Rasputin. And you know who played him? He's been played a lot. Christopher Lee was great. You fact, love Christopher get that Lee, movie. don't you? I do. I like. He's just something menacing about him. He is a menacing fucker. Now, did you like him? He in, died uh, like a bitch in uh, episode three, though. Oh, did <laughs> that's right. Star Wars. Yeah, that, that's it's right. Died begging. He, he not he, he died stupefied. He yeah, got that's his hands right. on, he he's get, on his knees, and he's and on his knees. His boss tells him to kill him. He doesn't go. Oh, hold on a minute before you kill me. That motherfucker's a Sith. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's the one that sent me here. Kill him too. He's like, uh, well, okay, go ahead, chop my head off. He was stunned. Yeah. Pussy. Nah, he's a good Dracula, but he's a great Dracula and a great Rasputin too. Oh man, his Dracula was probably one of the best Draculas. Now you know how Rasputin died. Uh, which time? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, you got Shot, a pretty good stab, idea. poison. Correct. He fell off over a bridge or something. Well, they like threw that. him drowned, in a sack right? into the and, River Neva, and he right. drowned. Right. Yeah, but he would have been shot and then fed enough, supposedly enough poison to kill like six elephants, and he just the guy wouldn't die. He kept falling asleep. You know, they thought he's dead now. No, he's not. So they bludgeoned him, and then that didn't help. Stabbed him. Anyway, that's great. Yeah. That was Count Yusupov, by the way, who made the best out of it. He came to America and was always bragging. In fact, the guy that owned Romanoffs in Hollywood, that was the big place where all the movie stars go. Sure. And like uh, Mike, Mike Romanoff always said, yeah, uh-huh, restaurant, big-time bar restaurant. And he always claimed to be one of the, you know, the royal family. Yeah. It's disputed. Of course he, he did. He still made good that's money. That's good for business. Hey, listen, he had some, you know, I bet his waitresses were good looking, and I bet he got them all, so. That's better than being a czar. That's a different type of rich. <laughs> yes, that's flesh rich. Yeah. Uh, let's see. A magnitude 5.8 moderate. That's moderate. Yeah. Earthquake occurs that's in decent. Virginia. Virginia? Wow. Damage occurs to monuments and structures in Washington, D.C. Virginia? D. Do you remember this? 2011? No. I don't remember this. I don't think. There, how many? Is there any major faults over there? Result of damage is estimated 200 million to 300 million USD. So you think in Virginia it'd be related to fucking mining or something like yeah. that? Yeah. You think a mine would explode or something or, or a hurricane would hit or something? Well. Okay, I guess there is some kind of fault line. It has to be for that size earthquake. Well, you would think. I mean, there, there is a plate that, that uh, what is it, a North Atlantic plate? I guess it does end there, but that's not a plate. That's not like a ring of fire. Well, it's not a subduction zone. It's it's the one that comes Very out. Good. Right. That's right, a subduction zone. That's where one goes over the other. Right, the both go under and cram into each other. One goes over the other. Those are the, the mega thrust earthquakes where you have a subduction zone. One plate goes under the other, yeah. and it pulls pressure down on the one, and eventually that pressure's too much, and that plate slings back up. That's your mega thrust earthquakes that cause a Is that San Andreas? Fault is that uh, part of it? Um, that's how you get your giant tsunamis too. Whenever you have that mega thrust, and it just plop. Let's go! Wow, the yeah, pretty neat. Plate tectonics. Plate oh, tectonics we, is a real fun subject. And we I were discussing, you know, Wegener, Alfred Wegener. Yeah, yeah. They thought he was nuts when he came up with it. I don't think it, I don't think it really caught on until he died. But yeah, uh, well, it's science fact these days, by least. Yeah, oh yeah, I think there's no denying that. It's you know basically the mantle's just kind of molten, and it's like yeah, it's yeah. a goo. Yeah, right. For lack of a better term. An ooze. A hot Primordial ooze. Primordial yeah. magma. 
Magma. And uh, we were talking about on the other show the other uh, Magma. yesterday. We were talking about uh, now. There's, that's a difference. Yeah, get your foreskin cut off. There's a little bit of a difference. Yeah, you won't get you won't get that problem. Uh, so uh, we were talking about uh, the eclipses, and we were talking about supernova. I don't know the two really don't. They're, no, they're, they're both really celestial related. events. But do you know the difference between like a one A 1A and a two? Oh yeah, type one A supernova, yeah. type two A supernova. Well, the one A is what you get your standard candle for whenever you're doing distances in That's space. That's correct because they're very yeah. The luminosity is very, very constant, regular. Right? Yes, right. And you, it's, that's why they get most of their distances correct in the, in the universe. Um, they're like they call the them lighthouses. Two A. Well, the one A is a is a is a white dwarf. That's sucking uh, the basically sucking the accretion accreting from its neighbor right. a binary like a red giant. So and by the time it gets enough of this, it has it uh, undergoes two more pressure and the core collapses. A neutron star or well, that's, it could be either a neutron star or a black hole after it's over. Right? Uh, I think that's that's a Chandrasekhar limit, and I think these are neutron stars. One point four four to is it seven solar masses. No, maybe three. three yeah, anything, more one, than, anything more than that. That goes a to a hole. black hole right. because of a, it's not because of electron degeneracy, which is, you know what that is? No. Okay, basically what happens is you know that you are like 99.999% nothing. Space, right. right. Okay, well, these electrons, when they're pushed into the nucleus, they hit the protons and they turn into electron. I mean, uh, neutrons. Sure. That's why it's a neutron star. That it's makes, all neutrons, right? Because it's all crammed together. Right. So that's electron nature. degeneracy. It takes a lot of fucking power and and uh, pressure mm-hmm. to fuse those electrons and protons. So it's got to be very massive. But at when you get, I think past three point one solar masses, Chandrasekhar limit. That's when even the electron degeneracy will not stop, and the pressure is too great, and sure. it, get a black you get a singularity. I wish we had a good model of what actually the singularity is, because I think it's a lot simpler than what they say. But what do you think it is? It's just an area less, of infinite mass, right? Well, I wouldn't even say infinite, close, but it. I, I don't believe in infinity. Infinity well, is a concept that you cannot reach, or well, else if anything at all was truly infinite, it would be everywhere. Well, that's it would, the conundrum. It would completely isn't it? consume us. Well, right that's now. why these physicists don't buy it either. That's, I mean, it can't be exactly right. That's why these models go crazy when you get infinity in anything because nothing works at that point. Yeah, right. That's why it's a we, singularity. We just ha- we don't have the concept of, of what kind of numbers that is is the problem. Yeah. By the way, speaking of absolute, have you ever you know absolute zero? Obviously, right. Minus you know what absolute hot is? That the point at which molecule or some atomic particles cannot stay together? No, I don't. Well, it, it's the part yeah, it's the point where things are so hot and those the, and the and the uh, particles are so active, have so much energy that quantum forces take over again. Right. So it's pretty much what they're doing over in CERN. I creating think it's, that. Yeah, I think it's like 10 to the 34th Kelvin. Yeah, that's two, way hot. 2 or 4 4 times 10 to the 34th Kelvin. That's creepy. That's absolute hot. Do you uh, know what Planck time is? Planck time, yeah, it's uh, the the amount of time it takes for the speed of light to traverse the span the Planck distance. Very good. Yeah, I came up with that theory independently of Planck, by the way. Well, yeah, there's oh, <laughs> well, very good. It makes sense. I was pissed when I found out somebody else came up with it. Has it. to be the many, lowest many, many, quantum many, many. of uh, time. Yeah, yeah, by definition, it made sense. We we did a show on time travel, and I I got to really pondering time, and that was one of the things I came. And you up thought with. you really had something there, yeah. huh? Yeah, yeah like, Max you know, Planck, man. He uh, yeah. Well, I knew about the Planck distance, but I never. And I even I was like even like it has to be the Planck distance the speed of a particle traveling the speed of light traversing right. the Planck distance nothing else means your, anything your normal unit of usable time or the smallest unit of usable right. time and I think that's what is that one I don't know what it 10 is ten to the negative thirty five seconds a, it's just a concept number to me it's like yeah. R you yeah. know what I mean it's, <laughs> it, yeah the, the Planck time anyway. uh, and I, but I think in physics they use that the Big Bang it's it's that uh, time. Before inflation and everything that uh, yeah the expansion or whatever yeah. whatever they called it uh, right inflation inflation yeah mm-hmm. 
All right, let's see. And that's a hard one for people to get to figure out yeah, how, what exactly be, inflation is. Right. And it's not just the space where like things are going away from each other. The physical space between galaxies is actually expanding. Right. As if space itself is being formed out of nothing. Yeah, they say it's like, you know, you're like a, a fly on a basketball and you blow it up and, you know, pretty much. And yeah. everything, that's what it is. It's like sitting on top of a balloon. Yeah. And you blow it's up the blowing balloon. up huge. That's uh, what you could do for the experiment. Basically, take and put two dots on an unblown balloon and blow that balloon up. There's your expansion. It's not right. the balloons they're going or the they're getting further apart. It's their medium. Right. And the thing that and and it's not limited by by the speed of light. Right. So it happens amazingly, yeah, amazingly it fast. It can happen amazingly. amazingly That's what happened yeah. right after the Big Bang. Right. Yep. Anyway, uh, let's get away from science. Some oh, of okay. Oh, by the way, and the Type Two supernova is a giant. Is is one of these huge hypernovas? Sol, sol, Have well, you ever heard I, of those? Yeah, the hypernova is the biggest. Right. Uh, but uh, that's got to be. Fuck, I don't, I don't know, know how big, many times of solar masses big, big, big. that has to be. Yeah, but these are like ten solar masses, and they just collapse, and they keep burning carbon and mm -hmm. uh, higher elements, uh, heavier elements, and they blow up eventually. Iron. We get made. Once it hits iron, iron. Iron, right? That's there. The, it goes. Uh, let's see. There's a few deaths here. Uh, Speaking of which, I got uh, Increase Mather in 1723. This guy's a lot of fun. You know, the Mathers, the Mathers. Yeah, Jerry Mathers. Well, remember the, the Salem Beaver? Witch Trials? Uh, I do remember them. I was not aware of any of the involved. Uh, yeah, this guy is, uh, well, this guy, now he's noted for being this Puritan, and he was in on it, but did you know they had spectral evidence in these things? Do you know what this is? Spectral evidence. Yeah, I no. love. Now he was against this. Let's give Increase his. Uh, I got a couple ideas what it could be, but I'd rather you tell me. Like, I'll, I'll give you a hint. I had a dream the other night, and Tony was a witch and put a spell on me. Oh, okay. He's a witch. Oh, yeah. That yeah, makes it sense. It was allowed. Sure. <laughs> Why not? I got a bad feeling about Spe him. Spectral evidence. And you like me more. I had a dream. Isn't that great? That is fucking So, great. yeah. He was, all right. Well, let's drown him, and if they live, we'll kill him. If they're made of wood, et cetera, all that all stuff. Right. Remember him? So, that was 1723. Nice nice guy. We talked about the Duke of Buckingham in 1628. He was assassinated by uh, Mr. Felton. Uh, Francis X. Bushman died in 1966. Now, you're not going to know who he is unless you've seen... He's from uh, the... Yeah, Francis X. Bushlack. It was from the Tasmania TV show. He was one of the characters on that. What? Tasmania? Yeah, well, down in Tasmania. Okay, well, I guess this Tasmania. is based on him. This guy's the most handsome man in the world. Hmm. In the He was the guy... He's never uncouth, I'll tell you he that. Played, um, he played um, Masala in The Silent Ben-Hur. So you look, this guy was built. I mean, he's a bodybuilder. He's a, you know, they did a lot of statues you see around were based on him. When they were making statues in the 20s, inevitably, if they had the money, they would use him as the model. Wow. So this guy is interesting. I think he had one of the, uh, let's see, um, what else about him? Oh, oh yeah, his agent. This is a great, this is a great thing. He yeah. comes into town, right? His agent's trying to get him a contract. So you know what he does? No clue. Well, he, go, he gets him down to the studio, and there's this big crowd following him. Well, you know what? The agent was throwing pennies behind him. So it looks like the <laughs> isn't that great? They're picking up, they're chasing pennies. That's funny. And everybody thinks, you know, to make it look like it's Francis X. Bushman's in town. Yeah, like it's the big deal. Everybody, right. you can't afford not to be there. So he was great. And he, uh, oh, and there, and then there, there's also, uh, there's a little, there's a little surreal talk for you. Uh, Ramon Navarro, who played um, Ben Hur in sure. the silent Mexican guy, and he was one of our LGBT friends. It was a myth around Hollywood. And I read this years ago. That uh, in fact, I think it's in Kenneth Anger's book, uh, Hollywood Babylon, that Bushman gave uh, Ramon. Nav Wait a minute, am I talking about the right guy here? I have no fucking clue at this point. Oh no, this is that. That's the next guy we're going to talk about. This the, the guy. This this guy is noted for. Um, he donated the land that is Grauman's Chinese Theater. 
That was his land. Oh, far out. Yeah, he donated it to Hollywood. But he wishes he had it back. He's dead. You can give shit. Yeah, but that's Chinese seared. Now, the next guy, Rudolph Valentino, also known as Rudolph Alfonso Raffaello Filibert Guglielmi di Valentina d'Antaguila. That's his name. Of course. Rudolph the Sheik, right? Uh, Died of peritonitis. He's 26 years old. What's peritonitis? Um... Uh, basically, when you're, uh, he had a, he had inflamed bowels, and uh, in fact, they can call it they call it uh, Valentino's syndrome. They thought it was appendicitis, but it was actually um, perforated ulcers. And you know, your intestines have a lot of bacteria. That's what mm-hmm. helps you digest. Yeah, you don't want to let that shit out, right? Exactly. When you perforate the bowel, that there's, stuff gets in your another, peritoneum. What's what's and the it other? Uh, there's another Brock Lesnar. What was it he had that was very similar to that? Oh, did he? I probably wouldn't diverticulitis. Have that one. Oh, di- oh, diverticulitis. Yeah. Diverticulitis. Diverticulitis is like you know your appendix is like a diver- little little parts of your uh, colon that branch off that don't go anywhere. Right. And the bacteria gather in there, and those things get inflamed too. He had holes apparently in his. Oh wow, yeah. If they perforate, it'll kill you because yeah, he, that he, that he, that bacteria gets in there. It's all. I over. think I think that's what ended up ruining his MMA career. Is he got sick right at his at the top of his game, and, and he came. I never back. thought that guy could punch. He punched he like take a lily, a punch man. Either. Well, he could punch, but he couldn't take a punch. Oh really? Did you watch the fight he did with Heath Herring? That very first punch he throws in that fight. Yeah, it knocked him out. Right. Knocked him all the way across the <laughs> ring with that punch. <laughs> that guy broke huge. his orbital. Bu- uh, uh, wow. From that one punch. I stood next to him because he was in the St. Louis. Who Brock Lesnar? Yeah, dude's big, ain't he? Immense. Yeah. He's but, got muscles on his muscles. Yeah, he's huge. He's anyway. like the guy. He's like the crusher. Remember in Bugs Bunny? Oh, yeah. The crusher. <laughs> the crusher. <laughs> he's making the muscles and they're popping out. It's <laughs> 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 fucking great. He fought uh, Bugs Bunny's guy. The guy, the guy with the flowers yep. and stuff. Little homo. Uh, we don't use that term. LGBT. Well, I mean, every now and then. And he was tough. He was one. He was, he was a tough one. Uh, anyways, now this is what I was going to tell you. Valentino, theoretically. Now there's there's questions about whether he was one of our LGBT brethren, uh-huh. and uh, the. the for a while there, and like I said, it was in Anger's book, Ramon Navarro, who played the silent Ben-Hur, who was out, out and out gay. He was, you know, not even, didn't even hide it. Well, in 1969, when he died, I believe, apparently the myth was that he had a, the dildo that um, Valentino gave him, uh, which was this Art Deco, very ornate dildo. Sure, aren't they all? Well, these two gay guys he invited. In, well, no, not really. Some of them are just, you know, Wooden pretty palaces. normal. Yeah, some of them are Baroque, some of them are Rococo. Uh, some you know impressionist dildos. You know way too much about these. Well, movies. sure. I, I'm in the gang. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, they, these two guys, he invites these two male whores to his house. As you do. And they say, okay, where's the money? Because you're a big Hollywood star. Where's the money? They're trying to roll it? it. Yeah, you got 5000 bucks. No, they she beat him to death. The other way. And it was, and it was uh, yeah, well, they, they didn't, what, what he gave them was not satisfactory. And I'm talking about money-wise. So these two brothers killed him, and the myth was that they shoved this dildo down his throat and asphyxiate him, although they just beat him to death. What a way to go. But this is the one supposedly Valentino gave him. Now, you know, after this, like 100 women killed themselves after Valentino died. Why? Uh, They were that into it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this this guy was a sheik. The sheik. The sheik, and son of the sheik, by the way. His first marriage lasted, you want to take a guess how long? Uh, six months. Six hours. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, got locked out that night. Of course, he married a lesbian, so that's what happens. She locked him out of the bedroom, uh, and that was the end of that marriage. Um, anyway, let's see. The, we already talked about Valentino syndrome, which is perforated ulcer uh, masquerading as appendicitis. Um, had I don't know how many thousands of fans for his funeral in Manhattan, but I, I have seen his grave. He's, uh, he's buried in Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Just pay a few bucks. You can go see all these guys. And, uh, oh, they actually had chic condoms, and it was his silhouette on the package. Now you've arrived. That's merchandising. When you make condom, yeah, 
That is I haven't seen you. I haven't seen your uh, face in a toilet lately. We're working on it. We're working on getting surreal talk. You ever, you ever seen Spaceballs? How they put yeah. merchandise on everything? That's kind of our plan. We want to even have surreal talk. The breakfast. Now, cereal. did you like that movie? I liked it. Yeah. Oof. You didn't like it? Oh, I didn't like. What it. What was your problem with it? I didn't think it was funny. It had some great parts. I thought. I like the producers. What about uh, whenever they drop that giant statue on uh, John Candy's foot and he does that uh, Yiddish spell? Up, or it wasn't even Yiddish. Upsy dowsy, upsy doozy, upsy daisy. <laughs> fucking cracked me up. Well, I, I didn't like I didn't like Blazing Saddles either. So and Tony right. always reminds I'm me. I'm out of here. Yes. Uh, so that was that. Uh, what? How can they find us? Because Tony always does this. Where can they find us? Thisdayinhistorypodcast.com. Yeah. Um, that's the best place. Facebook. To find us. Facebook. Um, iTunes. Podcast. Stitcher. Uh, Podbeam. Podbeam. That's it. You can find us on any or you guys on any major podcast out. Good. You've done a very creditable job. Thank you. Uh, you can think, find our I think you're better than Tony. Lineupmedia.fm. You can find this show, my show, and many, many other quality shows if you're into podcasts, which I'm guessing you are if you've been here this far. So yeah, give yourself a plug. Surreal Talk. Surreal what, talk what do we got Saturday? We are talking about a very interesting subject. Uh, the man who made many, many predictions. Nostradamus. Nostradamus, of course. All yeah. of his quatrains and the, and the like. We're going to be discussing that. And how close he hit the mark, and if we feel like he was just a fucking charlatan or not. Last week we did AI, though. If if you're into artificial intelligence and and the, more the philosophy behind what is intelligence, yeah, that's the Turing of, test. We talked about the Turing test, of course. Actually, uh, we talked about a lot of interesting stuff. That was a great show. Pick that one up. Don't wait for Saturday. Go to SurrealTalkPodcast.com. Yeah, I haven't heard that. I'm going to check that one out. It was pretty good. It was, I want to. We had people rating it at almost a ten. Now the one well. I, out of how many? I thought it was ten. only five. Oh, okay. Ten out of ten. Well, we, at the end of every show, we rate how shitty we think we did. Okay. Just you know, we like. What to about the show a couple weeks ago? I didn't. I want to hear that one because I don't have any idea what the hell that was. You What's told that? me the, the one two weeks ago. Uh, oh, Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah. And Never heard of it. It's this place out in Utah that uh, apparently all kinds of weird shit happens. Uh, portals from another dimension show up. Indians believe there are skinwalkers there, which are just shapeshifters. The Indian word for shapeshifter is a skinwalker. Okay. Um, from werewolves to a wolf that was uh, that attacked this cow, and they shot it several times, blowing pieces of it off, and it didn't the even cow? slow it down. The cow? Well, they blew off pieces of the wolf. Oh, the wolf. And it didn't even slow it down until eventually they shot it with a shotgun point blank, and it just backed it up. <laughs> so there, there's a lot of weird shit going on at Skinwalker Ranch. Oh, I'm going to check that one out, too. It, it wasn't that great of a show. I gave it like a four. Oh, so. well, what did the fans give it? I mean, that's, Six. That's the true test. Well, we're a little, I'm a little harder on us, but... Yeah, they, they were pretty nice on us with the AI. So. Yeah, my uh, compatriot just walked by. Oh, he was at his desk the whole time we did the show today. He was too busy. I thought he was busy. discommoded. Yeah, he was, uh, he was uh, unavailable one way or the other. Well, even when he's available, he's unavailable. All right. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for today. We'll see you tomorrow, August 24th. Uh, thanks for everybody for listening. Thanks uh, for having me on. And uh, uh, my friends, Cliff Greenbaum, TJ, have a good day. Talk to you later. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.